Today is epic, totally epic. You are going to love this episode because we are celebrating the best of the best studio owners here. I am talking about my two-part series, and this is part one, (laughs) called The Best Studio Owner Insights on rewind. So I'm going to, I'm taking the best parts of some of the episodes I've done over the last year. I'm on episode 49. Can you believe it? So it's nearly been a year since I started this, this podcast. So I really wanted to celebrate and I wanted to celebrate in a big way. So you're going to be hearing from today, Rebecca Lou Brennan, who is the director of Pause and licensed brand Dance Cirque. She's also one of the co-founders and directors of Dance Principles United. In her personal studio, she's got over 600 students. Um, She's got, you know, people doing her licensed dance circ across the board, um, you know, hundreds of people there. And of course, mentoring people and studio owners through Dance Principles United, which is really exciting. We've also got um, some lovely takeaways from Jane Gretsch, who is the owner of Dance Arts. Now, she had eight dance studios um, sites and then she downsized to two. She is an absolute expert in the leadership field um, when it comes to, you know, being a dancepreneur. She now currently has over 400 students and she's just got some beautiful insights that um, we wanted to recap and share with you today. Okay. And then we've got Isabella Nikodonovsky, who is a studio owner, who has also worked as a teacher's mentor for kinder ballet and through participating in my course, Talent Manager Bootcamp, is now creating the studio of her dreams and has an in-house talent agency and is a talent manager. So look, lots of beautiful stuff here. Um, I want to celebrate that it's nearly a year. I want to celebrate that Talent Manager Bootcamp is about to launch again this September. So that's the course I've designed to take you from studio owner to talent manager in eight weeks and, you know, represent your students in film, TV, commercial theatre and all that jazz. Um, I've got a free gift to celebrate that and that link. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on here, guys. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you this. Um, So, yeah, I've got a link in the show notes, josephinelancuba.com forward slash audition, and that's just a free PDF download just for fun, just to celebrate and to give you guys um, some value and some resources if you're interested in, you know, booking your students' professional performance work. It's called Six Key Places to Find Auditions and Professional Work for Your Students. Okay, so that free gift is in the notes. Click the link, yada, yada, yada. Rewind. Let's play back some of the best studio owners, right? Some of the best interviews that we've had. Remember, this is part one of a two-part series. So so let's leap into the show. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. 
I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. My first rewind is from episode 28 called Fired Up for Growth with Rebecca Lou Brennan. I think like everyone, I had an amazing journey of dance and I wanted to bring that journey to other people, other kids. Um, and so I was passionate about it and that, that literally was it. I was a good teacher. I was doing really well with my teaching and I just wanted to open a studio and I was actually teaching at a studio and the owner said to me, I want to sell. So I bought her studio, um, mm. and started it from there essentially i think we started with about 70 kids um and we've grown to about 600 kids now so it's it's really huge now but yeah i think that's the problem though with some studio owners is we go into it without knowing anything about business that was definitely my problem mm, yeah yeah and that's interesting that you bought it from someone else um what was that experience like because there's i mean it's amazing because you step into having a client base but there's also challenges potentially with claiming it as your own. How how was that at the time? Yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest, we didn't really um, approach that too well, to be honest with you. So I was teaching full-time there. So all the parents and kids already knew me. So that was really easy changeover. But as soon as we stepped in, we changed the name and we changed everything about it and the branding and everything. And a lot of people hated that because they'd been there for a long time and they felt that that was really important to them. So that was a bit of a blow up. Um, but other than that, because I'd been teaching there full-time, I think it was pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Now we see a lot of dance studios come and go and um, what is it like having to, you know, run a studio for over 16 years? You know, do, do you think that the industry's really changed a lot and, and getting into, you know, the way it was before versus how it is today? Like what are you seeing is the major shift? I think, Oh, well, I think that just progression is the major shift. And I think, you know, as a studio owner, you've just got to constantly update and like we were just saying, get into the online space because that's where it's at now. Get into social media because that's where it's at now. Everything's now straight in front of you on a phone. And that's mm. the biggest shift, I think. Um, and, you know, seeing those dancers consistently in front of your face on social media has definitely changed the way we do everything. And I think that's, you've just got to keep going with the changes. When Zoom happened, when COVID happened, and we all had to adapt. That's life. I think that's the secret yeah. to having a studio long term is just to consistently adapt. Yeah. And it's crazy because um, a lot of those videos come up on your social media of what you were posting two years ago. And it was this time two years ago that COVID all started. So all of those videos of us like filming at home with the bunny rabbit, hello, little ones, and all the stuff that we did. I mean, it's just insane. But it it's a testament to how far we've come. And, and so many students, unfortunately, they didn't survive that period or just chose to exit because they mm. didn't want to shift. Mm. But those ones that have stayed on, I think, have learned so much. So, yeah, it's it's been wild. And I love that you mentioned social media as well because that's a really big component these days. It has to be. And you've got to be constantly updating on there, constantly marketing on there. There's no day of the week that I'm not marketing on social media ever. Yeah. And I think that's so important for us to 
realize we've got this amazing platform now that we can consistently reach out to our ideal clients. Do you outsource that sort of activity or is it something that you take on yourself? Definitely not. I'm a big believer in delegating everything that you are not an expert in to other people. Um, so I have an agency that I work with, with all my businesses and they're amazing. Um, and yeah, they do everything for me. But look, if you're great at that, go for it. But it's just not my jam. Yeah, yeah. It's not my jam either. Yeah. I only... <laughs> No way. I have a digital marketing company that does it for me um, for the paid advertising. And then when it comes to the actual, just the the organic stuff, weekly, daily stuff, um, I have an admin assistant who posts daily for us. But um, the only time I actually do post for myself is my personal brand. So anything that's Josephine Lane Cuba, I do myself just because you know, that's my voice. Yep. But yeah, no, I love that. Delegation is the queen of all things. Yep. <laughs> How do you stay motivated? You say you've got all of these different things. So from what I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I know you've got pause. Yep. You've got the Cirque. Oh, my gosh, I've got it here. Dance Cirque, yep. Dance, dance Cirque. Cirque. Yep. And you've also got Dance Principles United. So that's, there's a lot there. There's a lot. That, how do you how do you maintain that? How do you juggle that? What's Great. that like in your world? What does a day of Rebecca look like? <laughs> oh, look, my days are insane. They're very scheduled. But the thing is, I'm constantly having meetings telling other people to do stuff. And I've got great teams. So it's not me doing, it's me overseeing. And I think that's the key to it. You know, my pause team are incredible. Um, they're there now working um, and I'm at home and, you know, my DPU team, Amanda and Nathan are amazing. And we are doing a lot of the stuff ourselves, but we really plan it well. And then Dance Circle, I've got a whole team for that as well. And I think that's the key. You can't grow your business if you're constantly working in it. It's not possible. Now I bring you my next rewind and that's from episode two. So this is like from the very beginning of this podcast. So it's beautiful to bring back uh, this one. It's called How to Lead with Jane Gretsch. Enjoy. From what I've read, you actually have run multiple studios. Um, I think I saw somewhere once that you had over 800 students at one time. Yeah, Um, we did. But you made that decision to downsize. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to talk about that because, you know, as studio owners know, uh, they're always trying to grow, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking for more students, grow, grow, grow. That's what we're told to do. And you've actually gone and done the opposite of that. I have. What led you to that decision? Oh, gosh, there's so much there that I can share with you. So the first part of that is, yes, we had up to eight studios at one time. Not only that, my children were very little. Mm. So this is my 15th year of of being a dance studio owner. I've been a teacher for for much longer than that. My oldest child is 15, right? So about eight years ago, I had an eight-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And my studio was massive, over 900 students, eight branches, Um, basically what everybody thought was living the dream. Um, I wasn't particularly unhappy, but what I had realised is that I drifted from my values and I'm a very values-driven person and it can happen very easily. You just kind of get caught up in this growth and, Joe, it was ego. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was proving to myself, I think, that I could do it. I'd always wanted to be a dance studio owner, and I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought I'm going to run the biggest dance studio in Adelaide. And I can't tell you why I I thought that, apart from ego, or that I was trying to prove my like prove to others that I could do it. And so I did it, and that was fine, yeah. <laughs> right? It was Pick. it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I ticked that box, but then I was like, okay, well, I've got young children. Um, all of a sudden, my work is is much more about managing people, which is okay as well. I love leadership. It's it's completely an area I've grown into. But that's not what I signed up for. I signed up because I wanted to run a business that was impacting lives, yes, but also living a life by design and not having anything to look back on and regret. Yeah. So at that time I really made a decision to, um, and I don't even know if this is a term, but I call it descale, <laughs> like, <laughs> like your coffee machine, yeah. right? I, like I descaled and I did it very slowly because I didn't, I didn't want to hemorrhage. I just wanted to kind of shave bits off. A little bit at a time so I just kind of closed the worst performing branch and I grandfathered it out like that um and really really focused on my niche which yeah. instead of you know trying to be everything to everyone and and kind of working in a really broad way I narrowed in on that um in in two areas and that was preschool which we do very very well I've got a lot of experience in but certainly as my older students have grown I've narrowed in on the the teenagers and that is definitely where I do my work. I don't teach preschool anymore. Um, You know, I did for 15 years. I've always got that and I loved it, but that's not my area of expertise anymore. Now the work I do is with my teenagers and creating a place for them where they can really belong. And when I mean belong, I, I don't mean just like fitting in, but actually being there. Who, who they are, you know, trying to encourage them earlier in life the advantages of being their authentic self. So that's a really long answer, I know. But, um, yeah, I guess it just I've, I've always tried to reject the hustle kind of mentality yeah. because it's not aligned with my values. And I, I got sucked in. I did. I did. I did. Mm. And, um, yeah, it doesn't bigger is not always better, huh? Yeah. How many <laughs> studios do you have now? How many? So you went from eight and then We've, Yep. So I would say we've got 1.5 and at the end of this year, we it's taken eight years. Um, we're going to trim off that last little one. It's just a, like wow. a satellite studio at the moment and we'll just have our headquarters um, where we've got three studios on site um, and we've brought it down to around about 400 students, which for me is perfect, absolutely yeah. perfect. Um, and it is, it's trial and error because what works for me, is not necessarily going to work for other people, but I have worked out that um, that's a brilliant amount of students to run a profitable a profitable business, um, not have a huge teaching staff to manage. Yeah, I've got four in my leadership team, of which I am one, and I manage my studio on Fridays. Effectively, that's what I do. I go in every Friday, um, and. Don't know whether you can hear that, but my small dog has decided to join the podcast. That's what he does. We're just going to grin, grin through it because it's been day, you know. Um, yeah, and so I, I do that on Fridays, and it's working brilliantly for me because I get to do this kind of thing with people like you yeah, on Wednesdays. Amazing. <laughs> 
I want to introduce you to a studio owner from Maitland, New South Wales in Australia. Her name is Anne Coates and she recently graduated from Talent Manager Bootcamp and she's got some beautiful words to share about the course. She also, within a couple of weeks, has already secured professional auditions for her students, which is just so amazing. Here she is. I really enjoyed the course. I thought um, you were just full of lots of gems and um, very warm. You know, I I was a little bit concerned that it might be a little bit intimidating, but um, no, not at all, I think. And it's lovely to be part of a collective, you know, people who want to share. So I think the fact that you've even called it that, I think, says a lot. I feel like we need to create a buzz in the studio. Um, We've sort of stayed a little bit stagnant for a while. Um, I feel that the energy that you inject into the course um, has transferred to me as well. I feel excited by the prospect of, of creating opportunities for the students. And when I started teaching here, I just could not believe And it's still the case. I wonder if there's something in the water because the kids, they're hungry for opportunities. They want it and they're so um, inspired by any tiny little crumb you can give them. And I guess this is just a natural progression. You know, I wish that I'd met you 10 years ago and this had happened 10 years ago, to be honest, because I think of all the students who've come through who are extremely talented and you know what what might have happened with them now i bring you my final rewind for our part one of this part two series this is from episode 23 called building a studio ground up with isabella nikodinovsky tell me um how you came about that so how did you get into dance in the first place yeah, it's actually quite a funny story. Um, back in the day when I was a kid, mum, they had diagnosed me with ADHD mm-hmm. and this was sort of before it became, you know, really well known um, as like a common thing for students to have these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctors just said put her into any kind of activity that you can just to get rid of all that energy. So she took me along to little athletics and to soccer and all these things. And she took me to the dance studio and it's quite a well-known one in Sydney. And um, she turned to the teacher and she said, I'm going to apologise now because my three-year-old is just going to run amok in your class, but I've just got to give it a go. And, you know, class went on. This was back before, you know, parents were sort of allowed in the room to even see a trial class. And we came out at the end of class and the teacher had told my mum that I was the most focused three-year-old she had ever taught. So mum said, that's it, sign her up. This is what she's meant to do. And oh. I think I've taken that with me all through life. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, you know, it's funny because I love hearing those, you know, how you got started stories. So that's beautiful that you started at three. I know that you're heavily involved with, um, is it Kinder Ballet? They're, they're a little toddler program that um, you tell me. Tell me about Kinder Ballet and what you do with those guys because I know that you own a studio, but you also work with Kinder Ballet, the company. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So Kinder Ballet is a, um, quite a well-known preschool program across Australia um, and we mainly run classes for, you know, that preschool age group and we sort of go to about 10 
Um, they've been, they're based in Melbourne, but we're obviously operating in most states in um, Australia. Now we, I think I came about them um, one of my first teaching jobs after school. It was just sort mm -hmm. of, you know, to have something on the side at uni and, you know, Kinder Ballet went along, I applied for it, went and had my interview and here we are eight, eight or so years later. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also managing the Sydney team at the moment, which is really exciting because not only do I get to still teach and do what I love with, you know, the preschool age group, um, I also get to, you know, introduce other teachers to the great program that we offer and, you know, sort of help facilitate their journeys um, as teachers. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's really, you know, great that you've also been with that company for eight years. I imagine that you're offering that that kinder experience in your own studio. Is that correct? Yeah. So as much as I love it, I'm not biased at all. I think it's a great program. Um, we decided to take that and I guess that sort of really helped us in the initial startup days um, to be able to offer like a licensed program like Kinder Ballet in our studio. Um, it's probably not one of the more well-known ones, but those who do come along do definitely see the value in that program. So it's really nice to see that parents appreciate um, the programs that we put in place. Yeah, amazing. Now, you you said that you've sort of started your business journey three or four years ago. Is it three or four years? Three, yeah. yeah three years ago. Tell me about that. What actually made you decide to open up a studio? So you've come from being, you know, a student, you've loved to dance, you've come on to this company that facilitates programs for others and now you're training and mentoring these teachers. But what actually made you think, hey, I want to open up my own studio? Yeah, I think there was always something in the back of my mind that had told me that teaching was something I wanted to do. Um, I know it definitely wasn't mainstream and looking back, I'm kind of glad I didn't go down that path because I'm not envious at all of what, you know, these teachers are going through at the moment, especially the past couple of years. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. I guess I just really enjoyed dancing as a kid. I spent, you know, most of my afternoons, weekends at a Steadford's competitions, travelling, that sort of thing, and my dance family became, you know, a second family and that's what most kids tend to say when they come to dance schools and you know we I thought that with my sister um she's also a dancer and my left-hand lady um <laughs> she we decided that you know it would be great to have this and you know create our own dance family because you know it was something we find so valuable and I definitely think it's shaped you know who I who I've become um as a person mm. what sort of you know, challenges do you think you've had to face? I mean, obviously we know there's COVID, but just getting started as a studio business, I mean, what, what are some of the things you, you think have been most challenging along your, your, your journey so far? And for some studio owners, you know, three years is actually still quite a baby business, like it's still a new, fresh business, you know, because you've got studio owners that have been running and operating for 10, 20 years, but I think three years is enough to sort of test the waters and know if it's going to work for you. So what made you, you know, what, what are the challenges that you've sort of had to face or things that you've learned along the way, do you think, in such a short period of time? Yeah, uh, let's unpack that. I actually have done a side note. I've done a business degree as well. Um, and I guess from my experience, you know, you kind of hear that most businesses about, I think it's about 70%, might even be less now um, or more actually 
tend to fail in their first two years. So I definitely knew what I was signing up for, <laughs> trying to start a new business. Um, but I was determined to say, you know, even if it's just a bucket list thing, I want to tick it off and say that I've tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's something that is ignited in you as a dancer, that you're always pushing and striving for more. And I think, again, that sort of has added to who I am as a person. Um, the challenge is, you know, definitely like where do you start um, when you don't <laughs> personally have any, you know, any direct people apart from the studios that you've danced at, those sorts of people um, who, you know, as we know, as studio owners, we have very limited time, but, you know, we're very thankful when you can get that sort of mentoring from um, studio owners or other people in, you know, the creative arts industry to get their advice. Um, That was obviously a really big part of helping me take that first step. Um, I have to admit there was quite a few that said, you know, once you've signed up, it's a full-time thing, make sure you know that it'll take over your life. And I think a part of me really wanted that to be the case because of how much I love dancing. so much for listening to today's show i hope you got some amazing insights now before you go just a reminder that uh, we actually have that free pdf download in the show notes josephinelancuba.com forward slash audition and it's a gift for you on six key places to find auditions and professional work for your students so if you really want to just you know break the glass ceiling on the entertainment industry with me and make the arts accessible to everyone who desires it right and that is your community right your students so if you want that, then I'm going to help you do that. And it's absolutely free. Check it out. It's in the show notes. Um, and that's josephinelancuba.com forward slash audition. So you can find where to go to actually get these opportunities for your community. Before I leave, I want to leave you with some beautiful words from some studio owners who have been through the doors of my course, Talent Manager Bootcamp. Now, Talent Manager Bootcamp launches this September, but only for a limited time. So, you know, if you're interested, everyone, I'm also going to pop that waitlist link in the notes as well. And that is josephinelancuba.com forward slash TMB. So we're going to take it away now with Caitlin and Stephanie from Ignite Dance Co. in New South Wales, and also uh, Isabella Nikodinovsky, who you just heard from uh, not long ago in this episode. She's also a graduate of Talent Manager Bootcamp, and she has some words to say about the course as well. Her dance studio is N2 Dance Productions. Thanks for listening, everyone, and enjoy these wonderful words. We'll see you next week. We've just finished the Talent Manager Bootcamp with Josephine Lane Cooper. We found it really informative, but also super easy to follow along and to fit into our busy studio lives. Our weekly meetings with Joe were also really helpful in consolidating what we had learnt in the weekly modules. And Joe made it really, really clear um, and easy to see how much it would benefit us and our studio growth. After completing the course, we now feel ready to implement and are excited for what this will bring to us in our studio. Hi there, I just wanted to jump on and share my experience in the Talent Manager Bootcamp course that I've just completed with Josephine Lane Cooper. Um, I think Jo's such a great personality and she's managed to fit all of her 
information and knowledge into some very bite-sized manageable pieces during the course. Um, each of the modules I found really exciting and I could see how we could easily implement this in our studio. Um, and also we had our weekly meetings which really consolidated everything that we had learnt in the courses. Um, I would highly recommend the course for any studio owner looking to improve and expand their current offerings in their studio.